huge, massive, unparalleled news today on the Jesus and Food podcast. Um, did you realize, Lindsay, that our podcast is one month old as of today? Oh, happy birthday to the Jesus and Food podcast. Or, you know, something like that. So we started it on, um, on let's see, it was March 17th, so it was St. Patrick's Day, the first episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to some of these other ones like... Uh, you know, we had an Irishman on for the 17th, obviously made sense. His name is Darren from the band We Are Messengers. Uh, plenty of other guests along the way and Jesus and food topics. Yeah, we're thankful that you're here, thankful that you're listening, and uh, hopefully you'll review and rate and share. We'd be really thankful for that. So let's talk about grocery shopping. This is the Jesus and Food podcast, the grocery stores, where we get our food. So Jonathan, I don't know how it works in your family. Is there like a specific grocery shopper, like it's you or your wife? Yeah, it's 100% my wife. I mean, she probably, she gets agitated if I go to the grocery store. Yep. That's exactly what I want to talk about. So there's probably someone in your house that is the grocery shopper. They go, they know how it's done. They know where everything is in the store. They know all the prices, blah, blah, blah. And um, usually this person is, I don't want to say proud, but I do want to say they, they feel like they're the pro at grocery shopping. Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. I mean, my wife is very diligent in terms of making out food plans and yep. shopping lists and, you know, sometimes uses coupons and has a, like knows where everything is in the store. And like, it's just so much more efficient for her to do it than me. Yeah. So what would happen if you were like, what would happen if you told Natalie, like, hey, I'm going to do the grocery shopping this week? Like, what would she say? Like, she wouldn't see that as me being nice and taking something off her plate. She would see that as, um, well, first of all, and she knows that I won't just buy the things on the list. I mean, the yep. typical stereotype that if I send my husband to the store, he'll come yep. back with $500 worth of stuff. And that's probably accurate. Okay. So you're just like setting me up perfect. This is exactly what I want to talk about. That so frustrates me because I don't <laughs> care to do that. Okay. I'm the grocery shopper in our family. I actually like grocery shopping. Like, I really like it. So um, the other day, Adam, my husband, was like, I'll say kind enough to go to the store. And he said he was just going to get the essentials. So we're talking milk, bread, and eggs. So I'm like, okay, like, totally, sure, go for it. So he gets home like an hour later. And I'm like, where in the world have you been? And he's like, well, you know, I got some extra stuff. I got the essentials. So he's bringing in grocery sacks for like 20 minutes. There's okay. just, he keeps going back out to the car and getting more groceries and getting more groceries and getting more groceries. And I'm like, I thought you were getting milk, bread, and eggs. So he comes in. Jonathan, you're going to love this because you're a meat guy too. He has all the meats. I mean, all the meats. He's got uh, hot dogs. He's got ribs. He's got steak. He's got ribeyes and fillets. He's got chicken. Mm. He's got ground beef. I mean, the guy got all the meats. And I think what happened was, um, I've been saying during quarantine, like, hey, we don't need to have a meat for every meal. Like, we could have, like... Oh. <laughs> we could... I said, we could... We See, could that's just... how I feel about vegetables. I could be oh, like, you okay. know, we don't need to have a vegetable at every meal. So we're just totally on the opposite sides of this. Yeah, I was like, I like we could have like a refried bean and cheese and peppers quesadillas. Like I served that one night just because I'm trying to like ration our meat and not go to the grocery store that often. And, and so I, great. I think he got fearful that I was going to stop serving meat. And so the man literally bought, I don't know, probably $200, $150 worth of meat. And I was like, what in the world? But I think it's this um, this fear of his maybe that I'm there's going to be a meal and it's not going to have a meat in it. 
Well, not to mention the fact that he just went out and got himself a turkey on the opening oh, that's day of, right. of hunting season. So you yep. got that all defeathered and in your freezer and ready for Thanksgiving already. But um, no, okay. So can I also bring up uh, a topic about oh, um, about grocery shopping? Can we talk about? And I, by the way, I'm the same way. What I'm about to say about you, but I'm not the primary shopper in my home. Um, can we talk about how you don't really know anything about what things cost at the grocery store? Oh, well, it's just, I don't like, yeah, that's fine. We can talk about it, but it's not that I'm like dismissive of the price. It's just, I have things that I want to buy. And to me, I don't care how much they cost because I'm getting them no matter what. Okay, so you are easily manipulated by our market system then. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who, like, let's just, do you mind sharing what one or two of those things would be? Oh, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I like to get my, my coffee, my bag of coffee, my Starbucks or my Camerons or whatever. Uh, I like my peanut butter to be uh, the Peter Pan creamy. I mean, there are just certain things that, like, I've just always bought them. I don't look at the price. I don't really care what the price is because, you know, you have these in your house. you got to have your staples. But you say that within reason. Like, it's not yeah. as if, oh, yeah. if Peter Pan all of a sudden started costing $18 a jar, would you still buy it? I, I don't see that happening. I, I don't either, but I'm, I'm <laughs> saying if it did happen, would you still buy it? I mean, that's a lot of money, but it is my favorite. I might try the other brands. I might try like Jif or whatever. They say Choosy Moms Choose Jif, but I think yes. Choosy Moms Choose Peter Pan. Well, very good. And so let's just say your salary for recording this podcast was 18 bucks, mm-hmm. and that's what they inflated the price of Peter Pan. So would it be worth sitting down and talking for 20 or 30 minutes or however long this goes? <laughs> and would you give your entire salary of $18 recording this podcast oh. for one jar of Peter Pan? I don't know. I, I guess I would try the other brands that are still like the three bucks. Okay. And then if right. they weren't, if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't satisfactory, I, I would probably go buy the, the real stuff. All right. I, I just wanted to interject that lovely topic. But um, I, I really am glad that your husband is, you know, like they're saying, don't raid the grocery stores. There's going to be enough for everybody. But that's yeah. not the point in this case. It's more, well, my wife just might stop buying meat. <laughs> I need to hoard it ASAP. Yeah, and, like, we got enough for two weeks. So it's not like, you know, he bought it all. Like, it, that's our, you know, that's 10 nights of dinners and days of lunches and breakfasts. So it's not like it got a crazy amount. And I just want to go on record for saying, you know, like, thanks for going. And now I don't have to go out. But I do think there's this fear deep within him, which maybe is why he's a hunter, too. Okay, so that'll kind of cover the food portion of our show. It's amazing how sometimes you talk about Jesus and you talk about food, and sometimes they intermix, and sometimes they are just totally different subjects. But again, we want to say thank you to everybody who's listened here on our one-month birthday of this podcast and uh, thousands of people downloading it, we're really excited about. So if you're willing to rate and share and maybe leave a review of this podcast, that's how it grows. We've seen the numbers definitely uh, do this. We continue to do our both our morning radio show and also this podcast uh, live from our basements and the working from home thing. But if you scroll through the feed of some of the podcasts we put out in the last month, everything from how you know we're dealing with the anxiety that we've been feeling, um, you know, financial hope with this guy Chris Hogan from the Dave Ramsey team. Um, by far the most listened to episode so far. Do you want to guess what it is, Lindsay? Uh, is it the one about how to keep your sanity? Nope. 
What is it? What is it? Our chat with former Illinois governor Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we're recording this just at the end of our morning radio show here on uh, April 17th. Uh, Lindsay, you brought some some words from the book of Isaiah, which maybe before we play what we shared on the radio today, which was some sort of hope and encouragement, how do you, um, whether it's on a day you wake up feeling good or a day you wake up feeling bad, like how do you come up with the, you know, whether it's Bible verses or sort of like what maybe you would say spiritual content where our job is kind of to wake up every day and provide hope in Jesus for the people that listen to our shows, regardless of what they are. But where does that come from for you? A lot of times it comes from, I follow lots of people, lots of smart people, lots of Jesus people on, you know, Instagram or, you know, email, email newsletters, lots of authors and speakers and pastors and worship pastors. And so I follow these people. I stay in tune with what they're saying. And so a lot of times I'll just share like the verses that they're sharing or the verses that have really meant something to me. Um, like Jonathan said, like I've been definitely struggling during this time. And so every single day I have to find some truth, um, from scripture to just really focus on, really meditate on. And I kind of, you know, these verses kind of end up being your food for the day, like your daily bread. So you, you get them in the morning, kind of meditate on these verses, and then you just carry it with you all day. That's pretty cool. So uh, we'd like to hear what was that from our uh, radio show this morning. There's this amazing passage in the Bible where God is mentioning all kinds of circumstances and situations that a person would be going through. And then through all those situations and circumstances, he says, I'm still with you. Uh, So the passage is Isaiah 43, one through three. It says this, fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I love that. I passed a machine shop yesterday, of all things. Well, they had a great big sign outside, and it was massive. And it said, everything is going to be okay. (laughs) And it was just like a smiley face, and it was like, what an interesting message from a machine shop and I like that because it was a positive thought but how much even better is it to hear straight from God those words do not fear for I have redeemed you yeah you might have your own circumstances and situations going on in your life just like this passage said but he is there Oh my goodness, I had such a moment you remember the YouTube video I sent you yesterday? The New Year's one Yes Oh my goodness. So you got to see this video. Uh, We'll tell you how you can get it in just a second. So basically, um, it's Hillsong United. And I don't know what country they're in, but they're in some huge arena. And they're uh, singing their song, Good Grace, which I already really love that song. But they're singing this song. And then behind them, all of a sudden on the big jumbotron screen thing, there starts being a countdown. And I didn't know what date this was. And so I was like, what are they counting down? So it's counting down from like 40 to 39 to 38. So they get to 10 and people start counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And it's happy new year, 2020. Yes. Oh, so that was cool. the coolest thing ever. And, yes. um, and so, yeah. And so they, they then go to an outdoor shot of, of the huge arena where they were at. 
And, you know, it was like and there were fireworks outside in the entire downtown area of where they were. I want to say that was in Atlanta because it said Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is where okay. they had the Super Bowl. So it's like, down, you know, a downtown area. It's a, it's a New Year's at midnight kind of thing. Fireworks are going off. And you're getting the vibe that like, okay, so we are starting our New Year mid-worship song, Praising Jesus. What better way, what better thing could you do at New Year's? I know. I'm just watching this. Like, I got goosebumps. It's like, yes, offering the year 2020 over to God. And it gave me just this picture of like, the Hillsong people are Jesus-loving, Jesus-trusting people. And it was like in this moment, they were handing over the year 2020 to Jesus, like ahead of the game, not knowing what was going to happen in 2020. Right. And not even knowing what was coming, all of this, but handing it over to him, seeing the words and not knowing how badly we would need these words. So here are the words that they sang as the new year came. It's don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. Take courage. Hold on. Be strong. Remember where our help comes from. 